0: Social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show.
1: Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM thirteen eighty ninety nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro dot com. This portion of our program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Boy, it is chilly this morning. It looks, sounds like you know right now, without question, we have entered. Uh-huh. The heating season so why not call henry oil family tradition folks rhode island tradition since 1947 call them today 401-521-0200 make henry oil your oil provider reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential commercial fuel oil delivery service contracts budget plans serving most rhode island and southeastern mass it's henry oil make them your oil provider automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing call henry oil today 401-521-0200 401-521-0200 it's henry oil well it is uh closing arguments in the kyle rittenhouse case of which uh national guard is standing by good morning america had uh, gma had a good piece on the closing arguments that are uh, taking place. Let's listen to that.
2: Now, his case is nearing its end, his mother speaking out over the weekend about her son's decision to take the witness stand. It was rough, and it was heartbreaking and emotionally draining for the whole This was on Fox News. And for my family, I couldn't even be prouder of him. Closing arguments will begin at 9 a.m. Central Time here, and defense attorneys are expected to hammer home what Kyle Rittenhouse claimed in that dramatic testimony last week that he acted in (laughs) self-defense. The governor of Wisconsin has put 500 National Guard troops on standby as this city braces for possible unrest. Kyle Rittenhouse faces three counts of homicide, among other charges, and he could be sentenced to life in prison if he's convicted of the most serious charge, first-degree intentional homicide. But prosecutors have occasionally seemed to struggle in court, with the judge angrily chastising them at times. Don't get brazen with me. And some of their own witnesses have given testimony more helpful to the defense. Still, the judge in this case has indicated he could include lesser charges during jury instructions, but on Fox, Kyle Rittenhouse's mother says she believes the jury will find her son not guilty.
1: They've been taking notes, listening to the truth,
2: and I hope they take that and take that
1: into what um, the outcome is going to be.
2: The judge in this case has given the lawyers on both sides a maximum of two and a half hours each for closing arguments today. There will be jury instructions then, and so the jury is likely to get the case by this evening. They will not be sequestered. As for Kyle Rittenhouse, he is living with his family here in Wisconsin. He's moved from Illinois, and he is awaiting... His verdict.
1: Now, over the course of the weekend, um you were hearing, or I was hearing anyway, there are people saying, Oh, he went there, he was hunting, and he was there hunting. You know, it, it's just so disingenuous and, and horrific the way they're describing it. Also, folks, how about this? Why is the National Guard on duty? Why does the National Guard have to be on on uh on call? Uh is it because, oh, I don't know, if he's found guilty? No, that's we all know the reason why. And the reason why the National Guard has to be there is if the jury votes not guilty, they expect rioting and looting. We have to go back to this. Why are we going backwards like this? Why is that acceptable? That should never have been acceptable. It shouldn't have been acceptable in 2020. It shouldn't be acceptable in 2021 or any year going forward. And we all know the answer to it. Never just kind of dances around it. The reason the National Guard has to be ready and they're called out is, in fact, if the jury comes out with, the verdict that they should which is not guilty they don't have the national guard ready in case the jury finds him guilty because then if he's found guilty there won't be any rioting you know this type of attitude of allowing this this is what caused the problem in the first place this is exactly what caused the problem in the first place this was night three of the rioting setting fires do you know that there were um hundreds of businesses many of them never reopened that were completely destroyed and initially they were letting the people they called it just you know venting and letting off steam and letting them do that so all eyes are, are going to be on this it kind of flashes back now some other stories we're going to be watching and talking about is it is a full meltdown for the vice president you know i've had i remember when uh in january when biden was sworn into office uh, people were saying, "Oh, he's he's gonna be going to be gone by May. They're going to hand it right over to her." And I'd say, "I don't think so. I don't think they're handing it over to Kamala Harris. She was put there because first he said he was going to have a female vice president, and then after last summer, they felt they needed to have a, a vice president uh, of color." <clears throat> then people said, "Oh, you watch. He'll he won't even be there by Labor Day." Well, you know, now we're getting close to Thanksgiving. Biden is still in office, and if anything. She feels frozen out, and the reason I want to point that out is many of you that were saying they're just warming this up for her. You were wrong. They're they not warming it up for her. She was chosen. Number one, he said he would choose a female VP. It is a challenge trying to run your business today, especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers. Instead, let meager professionals find them for you. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Right now, are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company? Call MEGA, MEGA Professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local which is a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals. Even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now. 508-336-7801 508-336-7801 for meager professionals. If you've been thinking
3: two one two
1: seven nine nine or find karen on the web at it's fall very soon the heating season will be here let jkl engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system jkl energy efficient quiet more affordable than you think no gas no problem let jkl engineering design and install a high-efficiency infinity heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. J.K.L. is also a Navien certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401 351 7600 they do it right they do it right the first time they're licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts jkl 401-351-7600 listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm i want to play uh channel 12 folks this is not good for governor mckee and this contract controversy that he and his crew were trying to blow off uh there's nothing good about what took place here And I want to give full credit to uh, Channel 12. Listen to this story has to do with the unusual bidding process. well
3: News Now on WPI.com. I'm Ted DC. Well, Target 12 is continuing our investigation contract controversy, looking into that $5.2 million state contract that went to a company with close ties to folks around Governor Dan McKee. Target 12, as we reported earlier in this week, obtained thousands of pages of documents through an open records request related to this deal. And one of the things we spotted was an email suggesting that the contract for the company, I ILO had been exempted from a 1% fee, a controversial 1% fee, that is usually levied on all similar state contracts. Uh, we asked about this Monday morning. It took the state days to get back to us, but we finally received a response today, Friday, confirming that, yes, the 1% fee was waived for the ILO contract. They wow. say it's because it was not disclosed up front that what? it would be part of the agreement since the bidding process Ridiculous. was unusual and began in one, <clears throat> one type of bid and was Terrible. converted to a different one before the 5.2 million. I know Oh, a guy but since target 12 has asked both the state and ilo are now indicating the one percent fee will be paid back to the state as is true of many other vendors look at this that kind of agreement you can find our full story on this on wpri.com as well as all our coverage of the ilo contract for 12 news i'm ted nisi
1: you know that is uh, folks there's nothing good about that for governor mckee so there's supposed to be a percent in uh charge to it a fee charge to it and instead because it's in fact friends of the governor they don't have to pay it you know governor McKee was given incredible opportunity and that was in March he took over he was not elected governor former mayor of Cumberland lieutenant governor Dan McKee was given the incredible opportunity to become the governor for then fill out to fulfill the term of Rhode Island governor who has joined the Biden administration as commerce secretary and we are, let's see, so he took over in March. There's four, four state police investigations in his administration. This contract, there's there's no there's no excuse for it. As much as it was maybe well intentioned, they basically allowed the person who was then gonna receive the five million to create the specs of how the bid was gonna go. Uh that that's that's against the law. You're not supposed to allow that. They've also been very defensive and they've played it kind of fast and loose with Channel 12, who was trying to get the information. Now, let me say this about Channel 12. Let's just I'll even pretend for Governor McKee's sake. The McKee people are saying the only reason that Channel 12 knows about this is, uh, you know, because of one of their the other people running for governor gave it to them. Even if all of that is true, let's just say they were being fed that. Uh, it still doesn't excuse the actions of the mckee people either something is there or it's not if 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 you're going the speed limit then you have no no reason to worry if in fact they're you know with a radar gun or who told the police to get a radar gun on on your vehicle things were, were not followed the way they were supposed to the protocol for this contract and and they can get upset with channel 12 and they can say that it's being you know the whole thing's being driven by some of their political opponents and and some of that may be true but still it comes back to this this is a matter with this smoke this fire folks this portion of the program by the way if you visit the website to petro.com see a lot of our unique stories and it's brought to you by brood awakenings there's a brood awakenings near you they're local delicious fresh food stop in and see them at brood awakenings they have a great menu whether it's breakfast or lunch. Or maybe you've been working from home and you want to just go into more of an atmosphere that where at least there's some people around. It's a very cozy environment. Brood Awakenings, fresh ingredients. They have the drive-through locations in both Johnston, Warwick, Pontiac Avenue, Cranston. The brand new Brood Awakenings. Full bar, by the way, 100 Westminster Street in downtown Providence. And then you also have. Uh, bald hill road in warwick and two in johnston stop and see them at Brute awakenings folks again at the website we have a lot of unique stories but the mckee people they can uh, complain all they want but i believe they have no one to blame but themselves they're the ones that have set off on this course of action as i said the governor had a unique situation opportunity here to get a leg up on his competition but instead he's uh he's four in on these investigations so it's not working out for him all right a lot more ahead on the john dipetro show Mega truck and trailer repair call them today mega 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair whether it's commercial trailers diesel equipment free estimates fhwa inspections also rhode island state inspection station Trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24 hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. You need it fixed. You need, need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call Mega Truck and Trailer Repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start right now at 11. We go till 2.00 am 1380 99.9 fm it is monday and governor mckee is going to be down in washington and you know i'm sure very excited and going to be at the white house for the big uh, signing that they were able to get through regarding infrastructure and of course in rhode island that means they can record uh, reward i should say the unions and everything um you know nothing goes out to bid they then just Benefit so much from that. But let's go with how things are really going in the country. And this is what Governor McKee's going to be walking into in the Biden White House. as Some governors, you know, they're invited to come in and it's a big show and he signs it. But this is, uh, he was on CNN. Ron Klein, President Biden, White House Chief of Staff, he thinks things are much better than they were one year ago.
4: As I said, Jake, I think things are a lot better in this country than they were a year ago with regard to COVID, with regard to the economy. But we have a lot of work left to do, and I think voters are in a show-me-don't-tell-me mode. I don't think they really care as much about what I'm saying on TV or what you're saying on TV you get that as right. much as they do about us putting results uh, into their lives. Uh, this bill the president's going to sign on Monday, uh, the infrastructure bill, I think is a big step forward in terms of dealing with a lot of the long-standing issues in this Things country. Things are better and now? I think the Build Back Better bill, which we hope the House will vote on, scheduled to vote on this coming week when they get back from recess, is another thing. Uh, Again, I have no objection to voters saying, look, I don't want to just hear speeches about it. I want to see action. We got action just before Congress went out. After four years and, frankly, 50 years of Washington promising that there would be an infrastructure week, there would be action on that, we finally got that bill passed. It will be signed on Monday. We have to continue to work on the other economic problems. And, of course, we have to continue our work on COVID. Just this past week, we rolled out the vaccine for ages 5 to 11,
1: this is the only country in the world. Ours is the only government in the world. He started off of by saying every child in this things are vaccinated. better than they were, we're about a million kids one year in ago. The first few days of this Delusional. We're see that better. To grow in the days ahead. Empty uh, shelves. High gas prices. Let's hear again. It, just, it says it right in the beginning.
4: Well, look, I do think, as I said, Jake, I think things are a lot better in this country than they were a year ago.
5: Think
1: their- how ridiculous that is. And he's Biden's chief of staff all right let's go to some of the sunday shows starting with stephanopoulos comes right out of the box with what is a brutal new abc poll regarding president biden this is remember commerce secretary raimundo she's part of this administration governor mckee is going down to show his support for it how is the biden administration doing across the country let's hear it
6: good morning and welcome to this week We're coming on the air this morning with a brand new poll and it's brutal for President Biden His approval rating has hit a new low Only 41% of Americans think he's doing a good job in office 53% disapprove 70% believe the economy is in bad shape And with inflation at a three-decade high only 39% approve of Biden's handling of the economy Wow Looking ahead to the midterm elections Republicans have a 10-point lead among registered voters, their largest lead ever in the 40-year history of our poll. One bright spot for the president, his core policies are popular. 63% support the trillion-dollar infrastructure bill he's going to sign into law tomorrow, and 58% support the $2 trillion social investment and climate initiative he's pushing for right now.
1: You know, they can try to spin it all they want. But look at that. You're not fooled by that. It is a brutal poll. It's absolutely a brutal poll that they've come out with. Job performance, 41% approve, 53% disapprove. New low in this state of the nation's economy, 70% say bad. And by his handling of the economy, 55% disapprove. Well, it's accurate. That's exactly what's going on. All right, let's go back to some of the sounds. CNN, Jake Tapper.
5: Americans are seeing higher prices on everything from gas to groceries. This week, the president changed his message on the issue, acknowledging for the first time inflation is, quote, worrisome and, quote, one of the most pressing economic concerns of the American people. A response, perhaps, to the political reality, a brand new poll from The Washington Post ABC News shows Biden's approval rating sinking to 41 percent. Wow. A new low, largely because of a negative shift among Democrats and independents as 70% of the American people, according to this poll, rate the economy negatively, 70%. 63% of the American people think Biden has not accomplished much so far.
1: You know, and that is probably, now think of that. You know, as much as people want to go with um, uh, the 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 biased media, and and it is, by the way, look at how poor these numbers are. Now, someone who's starting to annoy me, and that is former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. He wants to run in 2024. He thinks he can out elbow President Trump. I don't think that's the case, but let's let's listen to it. One
6: of the bright spots in the poll for the president is that those policies, the bipartisan infrastructure bill and his Build Back Better plan are popular majority support.
5: Here's the problem for him, though, is the next election is always the most important election, right? So in the midterms in 2022, Um, Right now, the Democrats went from plus 12 among independents in 2018 to minus 18 among independents in our poll. And no matter what anybody wants to talk about, we learned in 2018 and in 2020, it's those independents that determine the swing elections. They're not going to determine them in the deep red or the deep blue districts, but in the swing districts and swing states. In this country the independents determine who's going to win they elected joe biden in 2020 and right now the democrats are deeply underwater with those independents and i think it's because george he is not governing as he campaigned he campaigned to be a uniter a moderator normalcy and yet he's gone way left yep. and the voters i think that's I, and i you know 19 republicans supported in the senate i think that's a good thing But the fact is that his rhetoric
1: and most of his actions have been to the left and the voters. You know, else is being affected by this is the vice president, Kamala Harris. There's a scathing story about her, her mishandling of the office. She's unhappy. Well, the Biden people, they're also unhappy with her. And so she's unhappy as the vice president. And then, of course, she's um, she's unhappy in her office. So here is where. I like this, this uh, Senator Barrasso. Again, let's go back to this week's Stephanopoulos and basically um, talking about how unhappy people are right now, folks, with Cicilline, with the Democrat Party. Here we go.
6: You, You heard Brian Deese right there on the Build Back Better plan. He says it's fully paid for. It's going to reduce the deficit. And 17 Nobel laureates back the White House judgment that it's not going to increase inflation.
7: Well, first, happy anniversary. I started watching with uh, David Brinkley and continue to watch today. And in response to what the president's advisor said here, look, the American people have given this president failing grades across the board on his first quarter report card, failing because of high costs and prices, failing because of an overrun border, failing because of the tragedy in the failure in Afghanistan. So only one in five Americans think the country is heading in the right direction. And no matter what bill the president happens to sign tomorrow, that's not going to change the failing grades. The problem is the Democrats are now saying we want to go
1: all in with this massive tax
7: and spend right. bill, which yep. is going to harm American of families. People are going to pay higher prices. That's right. going to be higher taxes. Ah. And of course, we're going to see an increase in the debt. So the the Republicans are heading in the right direction. The Democrats are full speed ahead against the ideas of what the American people want. And even Jason Furman, who was President Obama's economic advisor, he said what they're proposing here will add to inflation in 2022.
1: Well, there's no question about it. And it's going to. And I just don't see uh, we don't have anyone right now in rhode island or even massachusetts for that matter that's stepping up i think and speaking out on behalf of the people this is not the agenda the people want first of all like everyone else i don't think he did get an office but this the these are the results of the biden presidency folks it's getting cold it's going to be a chilly week it was chilly over the weekend make sure henry oil they are your oil provider warm you right up call them today 401- Five two one zero two hundred Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Residential, commercial, service contracts. You can depend on Henry Oil for budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, and automatic delivery. Serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call Henry Oil today. 401 five two one zero two hundred and online at henryoil.com. You are listing to the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. The original, the best, and... If you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today, get it repaired, 401-272-3340. Folks, you're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Joining us right now, he has a new book out in Trump time. It is Peter Navarro. Peter, first of all, congratulations on the book. Uh, take us through the process that you decided to write this book in the first place.
0: I think it goes back to the very beginning. Now, I, I was only one of three senior White House officials who was with the president all the way from the campaign. In 2016, where I served as his uh, chief economic advisor, all the way to the end of what we like to say, uh, the end of his first term. And what was interesting is early in 2017, when I came into the White House, I was shocked. I don't get shocked easily, but I was shocked by how many people inside the perimeter, inside the White House, inside the administration, were actually actively disloyal to the president and his agenda, who disobeyed the chain of command. And I thought at that point, you know what, I'm going to be part of history in some small or large way, um, so I better keep a daily journal. And that's what I did. Every night when I came home, no matter how tired I was, I wrote kind of what, that, what happened that day. And the In Trump Time book, uh, the In Trump Time means as quickly as possible exp- expression I coined. The In Trump Time book describes the last year uh, of the administration during, during the plague year and um i think the beauty of the book is it finally provides an insider's account it offers the truth of what actually happened and the, the gulf between what people have read about in the in the fake news and the corporate media versus the actual re- reality about the president himself about the evil tony fauci about the betrayal of the president by the vice president mike pence about what communist China actually did to us in terms of attacking America with the virus and about what happened on both November 3rd and November 6th. Uh, that's what the Interim Time book really is about. It's a book, I think, of both revelations but also indictments. And um, today uh, I'm honored to be on your show because today is the day the book actually officially uh, publishes.
1: Folks, again, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his new book, In Trump Time, Journal of Americans, Plague Gear. Peter, you write about your uh, first encounter with with Dr. Fauci. What can you tell us about that?
0: Chapter two of In Trump Time, let's take you right into the iconic Situation Room. It's January 28th, 2020. We're at the, the dawn of the pandemic. There's really only three people in the White House who are taking this pandemic seriously at this point. It's the president, myself, and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien. And the president has dispatched me on a very, very important mission, which is to go to the sit room and convince the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Mason at the time, to support the ban on travel from China. This would turn out to be one of the most prescient and courageous decisions of the president, which saved millions of lives. But at that point, the, the, he had a lot of opposition. So he sends me, I'm the tip of the spear. I'm his tough guy. I go in. The staff's down at the end of the table. He's chairing the meeting. I got one of, I, I love my Pompeo, but the people who worked for him were were just a lot of hacks. And I had one of his hacks by my left shoulder crossed the way the, uh, the Orville Redenbacher doppelganger and Robert Redfield, the CDC head, um, just one of the most bumbling bureaucrats I've ever met. And you had Azar there, right? So I knew I was going to have problems with the four of these guys. But across from me, there's this little guy, little round glasses, didn't know he walked on water, didn't know he was a saint. He was just a guy, right? And two minutes in, I'm in a violent argument with him. And he keeps insisting. That, <laughs> he keeps insisting that travel bans don't work. You're like a parent, like I'm, I'm going, dude. And I actually said to him, dude, it's like, uh, dude, it's like you mean to tell me that if you got twenty thousand Chinese nationals coming in a day, uh, many from Wuhan, many of them lit up like a Christmas tree with virus, that it's like, come on down, like let them in, right? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> so. The, you know, the meeting erupted, ended like in total chaos um, with me fighting him and Mulvaney and everybody else. But but at the end of the day, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking, he thinks he's smarter than he is, which is dangerous. But, but I knew right then, I knew right then he was going to hurt both the nation and the president. But here's the interesting thing about that story uh, in the In Trump Time book. It's the lie not the Congress which which fauci did but was the lie of omission let me let me explain something that, that people need to understand in this country very clearly at the by that point early in the pandemic fauci already knew that he was culpable in the pandemic what did we know right then we knew that the, the virus came from Wuhan we knew that the virus popped up within yards of a Wuhan bioweapons lab we knew that fauci Funded that lab through grants. We knew that he authorized gain-of-function experiments at that lab, which, which were capable of turning harmless bat viruses into human killers. And here's the, here's the kicker. He received an email from a top scientist that very month that told him flat out this thing was genetically engineered. The lie of omission, the big lie of omission of Tony Fauci was not to tell me, the president and the task force, but that thing likely came from the lab. He never raised that issue. It cost millions of lives worldwide, hundreds of thousands of American lives. That man belongs in an orange jumpsuit not as the highest-paid bureaucrat and
1: flack of the Biden administration. Folks, we're speaking with Peter Navarro, his book, In Trump Time, A Journal of America's Plague. Peter, I want to tell you, I read a lot of books. I don't know if you realize how funny you are. I was literally laughing out loud <laughs> reading this book, and it sounds, you know, as I'm here now talking to you, I can now, I can picture your voice as I was reading it. I mean, folks, it is such like a straight-from-the-hip, no B.S., Um, Peter, I I have to ask you, I mean, aren't you, are you surprised that nine months in the Biden administration is already, you know, completely uh, the Titanic, 71% feel he's on the wrong path? I mean, they've already lost their way.
0: Not surprised at all. I I predicted uh, right after uh, the the transition of power, I guess you'd call it, that Biden would be gone uh, within a year or a year and a half uh simply because it's it was obvious to everybody who wanted to look that this man had diminished mental capacity and that he invariably made bad decisions i mean that he was known for that in like within the obama white house and he surrounds himself with people who have no understanding whatsoever of how economies work i mean look in in obama biden was 8 years of of massive federal debt economic stagnation and flat wages, right they, 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 they so we come along you know I'm, I'm out with the, with the boss we're campaigning on structural change in the economy, tax cuts, deregulation, strategic energy dominance and fair trade. that was our mantra. We, we put that in and we grow above the forecasts. And real wages rise, particularly for Black and Brown Americans and blue-collar workers. I mean, and so Biden, Biden comes in and then goes, you know, he reverts to the Biden incompetence meme. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. <laughs> and by the way, when I'm, I'm 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 so honored by what you say about when you read the book. Um, w- when I wrote the book, I
1: actually dictate. I use voice dictation yeah. software, and I try to write
5: for the ear rather than the eye. It works.
1: So, it works.
0: And, and if you listen to the book, what's fun about the audio book, I, I did the narration myself, as you as you might expect. I always like the author to do the narration. But I also have some guest voices
1: in there uh, as part of it, so it's more like a dramatic production. Oh, wow. So, Steve, ba- Steve Bannon's in it. Oh, boy. Victor
0: Davis Hanson. Uh, the boss has a little cameo. Corey <laughs> Lewandowski absolutely steals the show. Wow. When he relates the story, I don't know if you remember the book, the story about him being on Air Force One with Dave Bossey. Yes. And how they're reading the riot act of Jared Kushner and, and campaign about not being ready for uh, for the steal that's about to come. Uh, so he narrates that whole thing. So it's 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 kind of a for folks who prefer like the audio books uh, this one, I think you'll find to be uh, a little bit of cut above most of what uh, what you're going to get. But I, the, for me, the book's a mission. I mean, my mission is to take Fauci down. This is the Fauci fire. <laughs> that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. He is he is a murderer. I make the case. Uh, if you don't believe me, by the time you get to the end of it, I'll give you double your money back. Uh, we got to hold China accountable. And, and we really do get... You have to get to the bottom of what happened on November third and January sixth.
1: This is going to be the first audio book that I'm going to buy, and I hope my family's not listening because you're all getting copies of the book, folks. It is in Trump time, Journal of America's Plague. Peter Navarro, Peter, I mean it. I'm going to have you back. A pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations. This is the best book of 2021. Hilarious. Oh, I'm so flattered. that. all right, peace. Congratulations. Bye bye. Mega Logistics, M E G A. Call them today. Four zero one. 431 2300 401 431 2300 mega logistics everything you need to run your business efficiently whether you have freight freight goods third-party brokerage warehousing transportation custom freight supply chain management routing or maybe it's bill auditing customer developing a proven track record with fo- fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401 431 2300, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third party brokerage, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300 for miga logistics folks you're listening to the john DePetro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's a.m 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website pedro.com. it's time for our legal segment join me right now here's our legal expert one of rhode island's top attorneys it is attorney tim dodd and tim i want to start off this kyle rittenhouse trial um, it, it, it seems remarkable, obviously for a lot of different reasons, but let's start off with the fact that judge very outspoken and Tim Dodd, I, I I'm used to seeing, and I think the public might be used to not to this degree, but some element of the judge giving so many times the defense kind of a, a talking to, but, um, this seems very unusual how much the judge has, for lack of a better word, but just been berating the prosecution, Tim Dodd
8: well the judge has been correct to berate this particular prosecution team um they've got a lousy case they haven't done a particularly credible job in trying to prosecute it things have not gone their way um And I think the judge said, you know, you're stepping over the line in terms of, you know, what you're attempting to do in front of this jury that any first-year law student would know you can't do. the central issue being um, the prosecutor when Kyle Rittenhouse accused on the stand Um, implied that there was something wrong in the fact that the first time Kyle has told his version of the story was on the witness stand and that there's somehow, something to be drawn from the fact that he hasn't spoken about it sooner. That's in direct contravention of uh, Rittenhouse's uh, Fifth Amendment privileges. So the judge was correct to scold the prosecutors out of the presence of the jury. The defense team is having the time of life. This is some time, John, when a case is going very well, and it's... Um, being on trial and when things are going your way, it can be, um, I don't want to say a lot of fun, but it can be exciting when things are going your way. Um, yeah. And certainly things have been going yeah. defense for good reason. Um, it seems that the prosecution, John, has been surprised at every turn. Mm. <laughs> One of their key witnesses, that guy, um, Gross Yeah. Um, basically said oh. that he had pointed his own weapon at yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse. right? Like How could the prosecution not know that was going to be what this guy testified? Wow. Did they not prepare their witness? Did they not speak to their witness? I mean, they walked right into an ex- something that exploded in their face. They seemed completely unready and unprepared for the fact that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand in his own defense, they had to presume there was a reasonable chance that he would, because when the defense asserts self-defense as an affirmative defense, there's a burden shifting wherein the defense has a certain obligation um, and a certain burden of proof To explain and to prove to the jury that the self defense um, um, that's been raised can be backed up by credible evidence. And, you know, people might think that Kyle Rittenhouse is just some goofy young kid with, you know, a hero complex, but the kid did a pretty good job on the witness stand. He did. Um, he got his punches in there. You know, he said, yes, I shot because I was afraid for my life. I mean, and the way the prosecution was asking questions, I'm not sure how much of Kyle's testimony was organic and how much he had been really coached and prepped, but he knew just when to stick his points in, um, right in the prosecutor's face. Um, You know, the mainstream media is poo-pooing the fact that he started to sob and break down on the stand. You know, was that, again, an organic, uh, emotional um, moment that Kyle had? Was he acting? I think it's wholly believable, incredible that this young man who has, whether he's found not guilty or not, even if he walks away from this quote-unquote scot-free, he's got to live with the fact that he killed two people and wounded a third in a a major way. And whether he intended it or whether this was a situation that this escalated to the point that he opened fire, um, unless you're really a a cold-hearted person, you know, the notion that, even if you were justified in shooting, the fact that this justified shooting led, led to two deaths is something that I'm sure is going to um, keep this guy up nights for the rest of his life. So I right. think it's a legitimate reaction. But the defense is having a very good time. And right. when the judge ask the jury to go out and it's because something that the prosecutors have done or said, and the defense objects and the judge, you know, you can tell he's irritated, sends the jury out. The jury knows what's going on. Right. <laughs> they know the prosecutor is going to be taken to the woodshed. They don't know what he did wrong, but they knew he did something wrong. Um, oh. And it seems that, Every time the judge has called one of these timeouts so he could yell at the prosecutors, it's out of the presence of the jury, but they intuitively or instinctively know something is amiss with the prosecution's case, and they scratching their heads when when the, the the guy that got wounded acknowledges pointing a gun yeah at, at, at Kyle I mean it doesn't get much better than that if you're on no. the defense team
1: <clears throat> now Tim Dodd, and the significance of that was if in fact he admitted um, he didn't shoot him until he pointed the gun at him uh it, I mean that I, I'm just are, are, are you surprised that they put that particular witness on the stand or is it just they're playing with the case that they were given, which is is a tough case?
8: It's a tough case. And these two gentlemen who are prosecuting the case – the, I mean, they might have said, hey, no way, I'm not trying this turkey. And well, the the DA for this jurisdiction might have said, well, you don't have a choice. Somebody's got to do it. And you two drew the short straws. You got to try the case. Um, there's been some speculation, John, in the media that the conduct and the questions that the prosecutors are asking is is are so outrageous that it's almost Mm. as they're intentionally trying to create a mistrial. Now, I don't think they're doing that. Um, That would be a pretty um, risky move right now. Defense counsel at, at this stage, the evidence is closed. The prosecutors put up one rebuttal witness who really didn't do much of anything. Uh, there was back and forth about a blurry, um, blow up from a drone um footage right that it, i don't think is going to be conclusive of anything you no. know the prosecutors say oh look there's kyle and he's pointing a gun towards the the gentleman that got t- shot um it's such a blurry image you really can't tell what it is so right. i don't know that the jury's going to be convinced um uh, on that basis but it's also interesting um defense counsel put in, during their case defense counsel put in to evidence a number of blow up photographs yep enlarged from the original to show what they wanted it to show to the jury so here's here's our blow up of such and such a scene the judge we offer it full the judge looks at the prosecutor they don't object so it comes in full now it's the prosecutor's turn to put in their blow-up photo. And the defense counsel, who is much sharper, yeah. objects, right. objects. saying the blow up um, it doesn't it distorts details. It's not as reliable as the original photo. The judge looks at the prosecutor and says, What do you have to say to that? The prosecutor says, Well, the defense counsel did it. So the judge says, You didn't object. If you don't object, shame on you. Now, when you're yeah. trying to do something similar, if defense counsel is smart enough to raise the appropriate evidentiary issue, you know, you had the equal opportunity and you sat on your hands. So at, at every turn, the judge seems to be um, less than enchanted with the presentation that these prosecutors are putting up. Um, and if i was one of these prosecutors i'd be just kind of mortified and saying see i didn't want to try this clunker of a case and you know these two and the way they're putting this case on i guarantee this case and some of what's been going on with a direct examination and cross of witnesses and even kyle's testimony Will be taught in law schools. This is a wow. case. Oh, this will absolutely be part of like when you take classes in evidence, um, things to do and things not to do. And um, I think it would be very instructive for uh, students in law school to see this because. You got to be careful what you do, especially in front of a jury. I mean, there's a little more leeway when it's a judge trial sitting without a jury, but when there's a jury there, you can't ask questions which um, put into play um, Rittenhouse's Fifth Amendment rights. I mean, you just can't, as a prosecutor, say, well, you haven't talked about this before and expect that the jury can draw a negative inference from that. That's just outrageous conduct. And this judge has been a judge for 40 years. I mean, how could the prosecutor possibly think he was going to smoke that past the judge or by a very savvy defense team? Um, There's just no way that was going to happen. Um, The defense made a motion for the judge to declare a mistrial. And the judge has reserved so far on that motion um, to call a mistrial. If the judge ultimately says, I'm declaring a mistrial, if the judge finds that the conduct of the prosecutors was you know, so outrageous that their conduct caused the mistrial, the judge could say it's a mistrial and the case is dismissed with prejudice, meaning it could never come back. Or if the judge said there's simply a mistrial without prejudice, then there could be a new trial starting all over again with maybe this judge, maybe a different judge. But the testimony is all transcribed. People are all testifying under oath. No one's gonna be able to change their story. I guess if you really were a cynic, you'd say, well, the prosecutors are trying to tank this case and create a mistrial with prejudice so that Kyle Rittenhouse never gets the um, satisfaction, let's say, of uh, being acquitted, being found not guilty. If the case was dismissed with prejudice because of prosecutorial misconduct, well, the talking point would be, well, this kid was never found not guilty. So I don't know if that would be their motivation.
1: Right. But Tim Dodd right now, and again, folks, we speak with our legal expert, Tim Dodd, uh, unless I'm missing something, I, I would think the defense, they they want to go for a verdict because it would seem that they have a very good, it's tough to, you know, not being there and watch the jury. But it sure sounds like they, they have a very strong case. And the best case scenario would be the verdict of him found not guilty as opposed well, to being thrown out.
8: You can never predict what a jury is going to do. True. Yeah. <laughs> That you got to convince 12 people that he's yeah. not guilty. Now, right. is it possible that this case ends in a mistrial because you've got a hung jury? Well, that's possible. But I, I agree with you, John. I think that at this stage of the game, and evidence is closed, all we're waiting for is you know to closing arguments to be completed and the judge to instruct the jury. I think there's a strong likelihood that. As far as the murder charges, that this guy will be found not guilty. Will he be found guilty of the misdemeanor um, charge of having um, an unregistered weapon? Um, Maybe yes, maybe no. But I think the jury will be so um, displeased with the prosecutor's performance. I think they're going to find him not guilty on everything. And let's Mm. assume it's a hung jury, or let's assume, remarkably, the jury comes back and finds this guy guilty the judge could still take the verdict away. Um, He could enter not guilty, notwithstanding the verdict, or he could then play the mistrial card and force the prosecution to do it all over again. So the judge has a number of um, options. If it's a hung jury or if the Mm. kid was to be found guilty, the judge could say, no, 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 this is such a prejudiced, you know, um, evidence that's been put on. I'm not going to let the guilty verdict stand. I'm going to take it away. Or this guilty verdict could have only resulted because of the prosecutorial misconduct, and now I'm going to declare the mistrial. So there's a number of things you can do.
1: Folks, quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DiPietro Show.